Hello everyone, my name is Lou and welcome to my anatomy and physiology podcast called Structure Follows Function. Um, today we are going to delve a little even deeper into the integumentary system. We just finished up covering the epidermis and now we're going to get into the uh, second part of the cutaneous membrane um, that's deep to the uh, epidermis is the dermis. Um, it's, the der- it's the tissue layer that supports the epidermis which is the layer right above it. Uh, that's the layer that we see. We see the epidermis when we look at our skin. Um, so the dermis is in between the epidermis and the subcutaneous layer, or the hypodermis. It has a bunch of accessory structures within it um, that extend into the dermis, like hair follicles, sweat glands. Um, and it does contain a network of blood vessels and nerve fibers, so it is vascular. Um, and there's two main layers uh, to the dermis. Uh, we kind of briefly went over it, the superficial papillary layer and the deeper reticular layer. The, t- the papillary layer has areolar, loose areolar, oh, I'm sorry, loose areolar connective tissue, um, which has capillaries, lymph vessels, nerve fibers, um, and the, um, that's where you will also get your fingerprints from the epidermal ridges in that dermal papillae. Um, and also if you have any kind of inflammation in this layer, that's when you get that fun word called dermatitis, you know, like contact dermatitis. So if you've ever, you know, had a, an, a, a reaction to something like, for example, you know, if you work in healthcare long enough, you'll start to get contact dermatitis on your hands and your skin because of all the hand sanitizer and the soaps, the harm, harsh industrial soaps. And, uh, that's, um, and that's an inflammation of the dermal layer that we're talking about right now. So uh, we just went over the papillary layer now into the reticular layer that lies deep to the papillary layer. Um, and it has dense irregular connective tissue that has both collagen and elastic fibers. Um, and these kind of uh, help to um, support the uh, the, la- uh, the upper layers Um providing dermal strength and elasticity. Just remember that collagen fibers are very strong and resist stretching, uh, but they are easily bent or twisted. So they can be bent and twisted, they just can't stretch, unlike elastic fibers that do stretch and then can recoil into their original form. So just think uh, elastic fibers kind of like a rubber band. You know, it can stretch, it can move in different directions. It's And then when it goes back, you know, after you stretched it, it kind of goes back to its original rubber band form. A collagen fiber is more like a, um, like a craft. You've ever done arts and crafts, you'll get those like, those uh, fuzzy uh, pipes, uh, metal pipes that you can kind of play with. And they can bend and you could twist them into different shapes. But because they're made out of metal, you know, in the middle, and they have these like fuzzy fibers around them, they can't stretch. So that's kind of like a collagen fiber. Um, so just to help you out there. And what also helps us is these fibers that are really important because any kind of damage to the tissue is kind of withstand by the collagen and elastic fibers. They're kind of like our warriors in our, in our dermis. Um, uh, but, you know, even though, you know, they're warriors, everyone has their limits. And so when they get too damaged, you know, the skin can wrinkle, increase, and form stretch marks. So you want to be kind to your skin, especially your dermal layer. Um, 
Um, and also it's important to know that these fibers that exist in our dermal layer, the collagen and elastic fibers, they are arranged in a specific pattern. Um, it's a usually a parallel pattern that's um, oriented to resist forces that are applied to the skin during normal movement, in addition to the pull of the muscles that underlie those that tissue, the dermal layer. And the, we call these um, parallel arrangements of the collagen and elastic fibers in our dermal layer, we call them tension lines or cleavage lines. And these are important because let's say you're, you know, going in for surgery. Lots of people are sick and get surgery and your surgeon makes a cut that's per uh, perpendicular or against that tension line. Um, and you'll, t you can take a look at a picture of tension lines of the skin and you'll see, you know, it's kind of like these parallel lines. And if you cut against that, you're going to end up with, um, something that's, you're going to end up with some great scarring, um, and uh, that that's not good. Uh, unless if the surgeon makes a cut that's, you know, parallel to the lines, then the, uh, the tension lines will usually remain kind of closed and heal with very little scarring. So make sure you get a good surgeon that understands tension lines. And hopefully, you know, if there is a surgery that you need, it can be done. Next, we're going to talk a little bit about dermal blood supply. There's no arteries in the dermal layer. Um, they kind of lie deep to the um, subcutaneous layer, which is the hypodermis. So it's way below. And um, But the um, arteries kind of branch off into these networks called plexuses. Um, and they kind of branch into the dermis um, and into the reticular layer of the dermis. And that's called the cutaneous plexus. So that way the, you know, even the adipose tissues of the subcutaneous layer and the tissues of the integument have blood supply because that's important for getting nutrients. And then, you know, for these arteries that are branching in, um, I mean, bran yeah, branching into the dermis called the cutaneous plexus, if they're getting into the papillary layer, that's called the subpapillary plexus. And it just means that it's providing um, arterial blood to the capillary loops that follow the contours of the epidermis or the dermis boundary. So that's that papillary region, the subpapillary plexus is what we call it. And if there's any trauma to the skin, um, for example, if blood vessels in the dermis rupture and blood leaks into the dermis, you'll see this very familiar black and blue color on the skin. You know, maybe you've ever gone to um, the doctors and they draw blood and you might get somebody who didn't do the best job and your arm looks all black and blue. Well, that's the, that's that blood that kind of, uh, that's that dermal blood vessel, blood vessels rupturing and blood leaking into the dermis. We call that type of bruising a contusion. Last but not least, um, we want to go into innervation of the skin. And I'm sure this might be a word that you might have not have heard of. I haven't either. Innervation means to uh, stimulate or excite. So um, that kind of goes into the sensory nerve fiber endings and sensory receptors that are in the skin. Very important because we can feel something as light as a mosquito or a slight touch. And that initiates a nerve impulse. So we're aware of what's going on. Um, and the epidermis does contain some sensory nerve endings um, that provide sensations of pain and temperature. So like if you get a paper cut 
and it doesn't draw blood, but you felt it and it hurt, that's the sensory nerves in your epidermis. Um, and again, remember the epidermis is avascular, so there's no blood. So that's why no, you might not see any blood drawn from a paper cut, but it'll still hurt, still hurt because you have nerve endings there. Um, and the dermis contains similar nerve endings, um, two of which I think it's important to know. Um, the Meisner's corpuscle of touch, that's one of the nerves um, that kind of helps us sense touch. Um, and a good way to remember that, the Meisner's corpuscle, is that if anybody has ever seen the show called Grimm, it's still on Amazon Prime Video. One of the characters, um, his name was Meisner, and he was a very good-looking character. <laughs> and so um, I'm sure, you know, whoever sees him would love to have a nice Meisner's touch. <laughs> so that's the Meisner's corpuscle of touch. And then we also have another um, major um, nerve uh, sensory nerve in the dermal uh, layer, and um, that's called the Pacinian corpuscle. It's in the reticular layer, so it's more deep to the uh, Meissner corpuscle of touch. And the Pacinian corpuscle is a lot bigger than the Meissner's corpuscle, and it kind of looks like an onion, and it kind of sounds like an onion, Pacinian onion. So if you're looking at something that looks like an onion, and it's deep in the um, the reticular layer of the dermis, it's it's possibly the uh, Pacinian corpuscle, and that helps sense pressure, deep pressure and vibration. So that's the uh, dermis.